Every year out of the wilderness and into our Advent season walks John the Baptist. From the moment the angel of the Lord had informed his father, Zechariah, that he was going to have a son, John was dedicated to the Lord. And so, because of his special role, as he grew into adulthood, his life and lifestyle would be different from those of his contemporaries. John would live in the wild, he would eat off the land, and he would dress with whatever he could find to wear. So many years later, when John stepped out of the wilderness, he was wearing some sort of garment made from camel skin. And I would guess that he would have been quite a sight. He may not have been classified as a fashion icon, but his fashion was actually making a statement. Because in those days, it told all those who saw John that he was a holy man of God. Stepping out of the wilderness is something of a biblical sign that indicates that we are to sit up and take notice of what's going to happen, to listen to what's going to be said next, because it's important. When Moses arrived in Egypt to free God's people, he was stepping out of the wilderness. When Jesus began his ministry of teaching and healing, he stepped out of the wilderness after facing temptations. Here we see John stepping out of the wilderness to begin his ministry of preaching and baptising. And as he does so, we're being asked to pay attention because God is at work here. John had a very specific role. He was sent into the world to prepare the way for the one who was coming. And he would do that by challenging the status quo. In Luke's telling of the story at chapter 3, we are told that there were powers to be challenged, political, religious and social. There were political rulers such as Emperor Tiberius, Pontius Pilate, Herod, Herod's brothers. And there were religious powers, notably Annas and Caiaphas, the high priests. Some say that the only reason Luke listed all these names is to help us pinpoint the exact time in history that John stepped out of the wilderness, sometime between 27 and 28 AD. But it's also been suggested that perhaps it was to let his readers know the formidable powers that John and later Jesus would face. John stepped out of the wilderness to challenge everyone, the great and the powerful people, and institutions, the people in the crowd, the workers, the military. And so John began to preach. He reached back into scripture and singled out a word from the prophet Isaiah, prepare the way of the Lord. Translation, get ready, listen. The one who is to come is almost here. And he says we must be ready for his coming. We must make straight the paths of our lives. The roughest places in our lives are to be made smooth. We are to prepare for the arrival of the one who is to come by cleaning up our act. Then John quickly focuses on what was wrong. He looked them in the eye and he said to the people in a loud voice, you brood of vipers. Every time I read those words, it amazes me that John got to preach the rest of his sermon. But he did, 
and the people not only stayed, they listened. But as is often the case, not everybody actually heard. Not everybody would take to heart what he said, as would become evident when Jesus' ministry followed John's. John was a man with a single message, get ready for the coming of the long-awaited king. And he was also a man with a single sermon, repent and be baptised. Repent, as I've said before, is a word that has a bad press, a word that makes us feel uncomfortable, a word that makes many not want to darken the door of the church. But all it means is turn around, turn back, turn back to God and prepare yourself to greet the one who is coming by living as God would have you live. And to show that indeed they had repented, that they had turned back to God, they were to be baptised. John then confronted people who believed they were closer to God because they came from a people who had once been close to God. John says, no, each generation must stand on its own. Each generation must claim responsibility for its own words and its own actions. God is not impressed with position or rank or ancestry. What interests God said John, is whether or not you are faithfully doing what you're supposed to be doing. John preached, the kingdom of God is at hand. Waste no time in making ready. It's not about what your people did in the past, it's about what we are doing in the present. And once John's audience understood that they would stand or fall on their own merits, they raised a question, and it's a question that occurs in every age, and probably in everyone's life at some point when faced with a challenge and a decision. They ask, what should we do? Well, John wastes no time in answering. He tells the crowd, go and share your clothes and food with those who have none. This is about a spirit of generosity, about caring and sharing and compassion. This is about looking around and being aware of the needs of others, looking at ourselves and noting the many ways we have been blessed and then sharing what we have. I don't know if you saw the news item from Aberdeenshire about a lady called Helga McFarlane, who on seeing a report about an Afghan interpreter called Burhan and his family who had come to the UK as refugees, reached out to help. Helga is the Scottish daughter of a German refugee and during World War II her mother was an interpreter for the British Army. So this Afghan family's story struck a chord with her and Helga decided it was time to give back something for the kindness and the humanity that had helped her family survive. And so she offered them a flat in Aberdeen and despite her own health issues, she fought for them to be sent there when bureaucracy decided they should go to a fourth hotel room in another part of the country. John was telling his audience that they were to be a generous, caring, sharing and compassionate people. And he tells us that too. He also tells them to be fair, to be honest in all their dealings. Honesty, trustworthiness, truthfulness should be the hallmark of God's people. He told them to treat others fairly, to be content with what you have, not to envy what others have. 
John the Baptist told people that Jesus was coming and that meant things should change. He showed that people need a change of heart. They need a new way of life, a new way of behaving towards one another, both as individuals and as a society. Of course, this isn't just about clothes and food and honesty and fairness and contentment. John's message is about a spirit of generosity, about caring and sharing and compassion. And as we move towards Christmas, it should never be about what we get. It should always be about those traits of generosity, caring, sharing and compassion. And the question do others see those in my life? And if they do, then that is your gift to the world. May we prepare ourselves to greet the one who came and who will come again by living in this present day as God would have us live. May we be generous and honest and fair and content with what we have. And above all, may we respond to the role God has called us to in the time and the place that we find ourselves. All the signs tell us that John the Baptist is to be watched, to be listened to. God is at work in him. God is breaking into history. However, although John was sent by God, John is not the one we are called to follow. Listen to, yes. But the one whose example and teachings we are to follow is the one whose story we will remember in the days to come. As we move through this Advent season, may you know, may you try, may you see that the way is prepared for him. <laughs>